Hello, and welcome to the Carry On Cabbie episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading our podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, so this week we've been uh, sponsored by Peacocks of Ballam for all your motoring needs. That's Peacocks of Ballam for all your motoring needs. So yes, we've just watched Carry On Cabbie. And uh, now, interestingly, something that wasn't remarked upon while we were watching it, I'm going to ask you straight out, is black and white. I did think, surely we'd been to colour by now, but we went back to black and back white, to didn't black we? black and white. I don't think it's any less for it. Ah. Though I was, I was thinking with the uh, glam cabs, are they all pastels? <laughs> I think they probably would have been. Yeah, the yes. sort of 50s. The, as I understand it, there's... Sort of two linked reasons for why these think why this was black and white. Um, this is obviously the point at which films start to be more usually made in colour, uh-huh. but black and white films are still cheaper yeah. at this point. Uh, and the other one is that this film was not written or filmed and almost not even released as a carry-on film. It was written as a, under the title "Call Me a Cab." It was filmed under the title "Call Me a Cab." And it was almost released under that title until they decided, actually, let's got, make this a carry-on film. It's got all the carry-on people in it. Has it got all the carry-on people no, in no, it? No, no, we're going to discuss that. But mm-hmm. they can't claim it wasn't even meant to be a nod towards the carry-on mm. films because it has significant carry-on people mm. in it. So would you be interested, outside the remit of this podcast in watching other films that are very close to being carry-on films but aren't actually called carry-on films, although they are directed and produced by the same people and star the same people and are written by the same people. I am interested in the fact that they happened. <laughs> but there are many branded carry-on films to get through. <laughs> Maybe if I'm still as keen by the end, we can look at the... Uh, Non-canon ones. Well, the carry-on canon, that's something we'll have to discuss as time goes <laughs> on, won't we? Well, anyway, back to... Well, before we quite get into Cabby, um, one significant omission from the cast. Well, there's no Kenneth Williams. Indeed. Did they have a fallout? Is this a big... I'm not sure they did, because I'm not really sure there's, there's many parts he would have played. No, that's true. Maybe uh, Albright, the Union Steward guy, could... Possibly, but to be honest, there wasn't a big enough part for him. Because mm. he's a big star. Do now. we know that's why he didn't do it? I don't know why okay. he didn't do it. I have to check. I have to check the diaries to see if it gets mentioned uh, about how. Although, although to be honest, the diary entries for each Carry On film pretty much go through the same thing, which are, I don't want to do it, but I need the money. It's awful, and then the next time it comes along, and the same thing goes on again. Ah, I see. Uh, anyway, so uh, having dealt with those, um, no, I must admit. Mm-hmm. Even though I have an inability to remember her name, Joan Sims. Joan Sims. She was also uh, missing, um, and I, I would consider her core carry on now. That's two films she's not been in now, in a row. She's been having a baby or something? No. No. Oh. She's just not popular. Mm. Maybe she's gone for good. No, because I remember her back again. Oh, do you? Or is it just another actress who looks a bit like her? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Uh, so, you, did you miss Joan Sims? In I this? did. 
I did. Though I did quite like, um, well, I loved Hattie Jakes, but I quite liked the Sally woman. Liz Fraser. Liz Fraser. I thought she was quite good in this. All right. Not so dewy-eyed and pathetic as, as previously. Oh, okay. So, so anyway, Kelly yeah. and Cabby, initial thoughts. I loved it. Did you? I loved it. I loved the uh, early days feminism. Uh, it must have been very <laughs> ahead of its time. Um, I loved the uh, the women getting up the men. Mm-hmm. Um, so was that was that message entirely unproblematic for you? There were elements that might be problematic. Mm-hmm. The fact that they were all remorseful at the end and mm-hmm. all that rubbish. Um, but yeah, the the. The fact that they were laughed at as, as being able to get a job in the first place. If any job. Or not even able, but allowed to get a job. The idea of my mm. wife working, it was outrageous. Um, Although interestingly, he didn't, did he see, he didn't sort of forbid it or say he wouldn't have it. He just kind of laughed at the very idea that she No, would. he said, my wife can't get a job. Oh, okay. Is um, that why she left, do you think? Although she didn't leave. She kept coming back every night, didn't she? Yeah, she didn't leave, but she did do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, but there was the other issue of, of when the old woman wanted to take her husband's cab out. Oh, yes. And they were all up in arms because it was a woman taking a man's job. Well, while that is entirely problematic, I absolutely agree. Uh, I think it's something we're going to come back to later on. Well... Even if there is a claim there, it was her husband's job who was laid up and the money would be going to the same family. Mm-hmm. So I still don't understand why there would be an objection there. But the the very concept that it would change their working conditions because they would have to mind their language. <laughs> and a woman would have to use their toilet. Yeah, well, hang on, Fiona. If you went to a place of work... And you were told there's only one toilet. What would you say? I'm, I'm. Do you not think women should be, have the right to have their own toilets? But it wasn't the woman that was complaining. I, I appreciate that, but they could have been. You know, she didn't know what was good. I don't mean that in a, in a chauvinistic way. No, but I, I the employee think, didn't know what was good for them. No, but I also think the men are entitled to ha- not have a woman in their toilets. Really? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. But it, it was Toilet, of course, is still a word that you can't say in the carry-on films. Is it, it still not? It was referred to as the other office at one point, early on. Where is he? He's in the office. No, he's not. I've just no, been in there. I meant the other office, and he motioned pulling no, a chain. Yeah, but they, they said WC. Did they? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure what they said at that point. Yeah, no, I've Or convenience, it maybe, or something like that. So there was that. But then, equally... Hattie Jakes was employing women based on their legs. Yeah, or not even their legs in one case. That I know. Saw. This so, is where it's problematic, isn't it? Well, <laughs> it's of a time. Well, now, is it? Because do you know what this reminds me of more than anything else in the world? The first week on The Apprentice when they're split into the girls' team and the boys' team. And the girls always win. And the girls always win because they flaunt themselves. I remember one in which they were selling kisses at one point. So mm. this is not of a time. This is a slight double standard. There'll be some letters. <laughs> well, certainly in my professional career, I have not witnessed that as being the norm, mm-hmm. even in this time. Mm. But I was meaning that 
What were you meaning? I was meaning that um, even the women's behaviour is reflective of the situation, or of the, the era. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it did make me feel uncomfortable, as did the man's. So I think they're, they're both wrong. Mm-hmm. But that didn't spoil your enjoyment of the film. No, because it was still pushing boundaries and all that. Mm-hmm. Can we just focus in on the idea that these two women, these two married couple, uh-huh. Hattie Jakes, yeah. Sid James, yeah. <laughs> might be... <laughs> Past the age to have children. Well, that's certainly had to. I mean, obviously, to James, James probably have James. Carry on. <laughs> but that we did that. Mm. Um, so you put all, pull up. Are you going to get how I'm old? Going to just see how old Hattie James but was. Just in storyline. Uh huh. They had been together for fourteen years. Yeah. So. That's making them what early thir- early thirties. Said James early thirties. <laughs> I don't think Sid James was ever ever. No, did you notice on their wedding photo they look just as old as they do now, even though it was 14 years ago? <laughs> it's almost as if they just took the photograph on the set of the of the uh, of the. Um, don't think you can tell me how old she is. No, I think it's more Sid James that made you think they were old. Oh no, hang on, it might do. Just to find it. 1924, she was born, which would make her 30. Late thirties, not beyond the bounds of possibility in this day and age. Okay. But yes, I admit, seems unlikely. It, it, it did cross your mind, didn't it? Yes. So that's something I noticed. Um, yeah. A couple of other things that I noticed were that were items unfamiliar. The concept of hand signals. Oh yes. In the cars, I mean, it didn't seem. The, the era didn't seem that different or that long ago. Uh-huh. But then you realise with cars, they were... But I think... They were in old cars, though, the, the cabbies. Well, the, the, the Peg one, yeah. in the, that was an old car even then. Yeah. Um, but the glam cabs, they were like top... But they, they did, were like modern sh- cars. But they had... In uh, the supplied of- by uh, Peacocks of Vallon for all your motoring needs. I hope they don't actually still exist, otherwise I'll give them loads of free advertising. Oh, oh yes, with our huge subscription. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but the the modern cars had indicators, so it was just really the old cars that the hand signals were needed, mm-hmm. wasn't it? The so, other, sorry, were the cabbies giving hand signals out, of the, actual hand signals out of the, out of the cabs? Yeah, because when right the first scene, uh-huh. uh, Sid James got stopped suddenly behind him and says, "Hey, have you not even heard of a hand signal?" Oh, right, he yeah, yeah. made a hand signal. That wasn't a signal he made. You've made that more rude than it was. Well, I, I thought in, in the medium of podcasts that, that could mm. I could get away with that. He was a veteran driver, <laughs> not an independent driver, <laughs> or a Nescafe driver. <laughs> other coffee brands are available. So, um, the other thing I noticed, mm-hmm. which you don't get these days, is the instruction to keep left on the roundabout. You do still get that. The words keep left. No, not the words keep left, but there's always an arrow. I know, I know, but I just thought... It I find make... it quite useful sometimes. <laughs> well, certainly someone telling you keep left wouldn't be much help. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. Christopher doesn't know his left from right. I do know my left from my right, but... It takes the, a minute. There's a, well, there's a backstory. When I was... But it's not... 
Is there is a reason? It, there is no reason to there the is. story. No, there is. There is. When I was of the age at which one learns the left and right, I had an accident and cut my hand, meaning that I have a scar that I can feel on my left thumb. Therefore, if I don't touch my hands, left and right is like one way or the other. But that's why I do that. Yeah, I still do it. So when I'm driving, I obviously don't have the ability to do that. Explain why you have an inability to keep the left and right in your head. Well, I've never needed to because I've got my hand. If my if I've ever had my hand chopped off, I probably remember then too. That's your left hand that was chopped off. So that probably wouldn't help either. Uh, anyway. All of which is to say, if you see me on the road, I'm a bit more uh, paint pot than St. James, aren't I? Yes. Um, <laughs> but what I was saying about the roundabout was it just made it apparent that it was quite a new concept. Well, the roundabout? Well, just driving generally. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and as you pointed out, there weren't any other cars on the road. But This is true. Um, I don't and think the climactic were. final scene. Yeah, yeah, but that, I don't, generally, I don't think there's many other cars on the road. Yeah, but that would have been for filming purposes. But do you not think that in that day and age there would have been fewer cars on the road? Yes, I, I accept that. Was that was my point. <sighs> <laughs> Another thing I thought was, I loved Hawtrey. Yes. You could do of more of him. Even that's just probably the biggest part he's ever really? had, really. But he just laughed. But I just loved the way it was so appealing. Mm-hmm. Him laughing at all his own misfortunes, mm-hmm. uh, and then just everyone else laughing with him and making it. He turned into such a lovable thing, even though yeah. he was really annoying and frustrating. <laughs> uh, especially Sid James loving him, um, and then that cli- climax. Mm-hmm. At the I, I, I absolutely enjoyed when he was being trained and he was driving. His face when he was so driving. Excited. So it's like a yes, I thought it was like a, a sort of demonic pleasure in being <laughs> behind the wheel of a car. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think he could drive in real life. I don't think that was him on the moped. He arrived on a moped. Yeah, you I don't think see. that was him. Uh, although whoever it was did a quite a good impression of him standing up off a moped. <laughs> but I don't think it was him. Um, can I tell you another anecdotage for the, about 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 this film um, and Charles Hawtrey's character? So, such an impact did he have upon me and my friends when we saw this film that um, one of my friends in their Skeletrix set had like a dragster car, which looked a bit like the Peg One, and it was called Paint Pot, and everybody wanted to be to be controlling Paint Pot <laughs> because we'd all love Carry On Cabby and clearly the character of mm. Paint Pot so much. Now, the Paint Pot nickname, uh-huh. when Kenneth Connor's character... Kenneth Connor's character said, "Pipe pot. Are you sure they weren't? That was what they were saying. Well, it suggested that it was meant to be something else. Yeah, I thought it would be like, bam pot, crack pot. Uh, but yeah, because his name was. I Tanker. thought it was a bit more yeah innuendo than that, or a bit more rude. No, defensive. No, okay, but you still don't so. know what it was. Okay. Don't know. Well, yeah, that's what I think it would have been, crack pot, because that's what you kind of was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Um, you suggested at one point that you recognised a member of the cast. Oh, the new carry-on guy. The new carry-on guy. Well, the guy, previously not in any carry-on films we've watched to date, that I recall from my carry-on um, childhood. Him. The expectant father. Yes, the expectant father. Do you think he's going to be in more carry-on films? Yeah. The actor Jim Dale. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see if you're right. I am right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Give it away. <laughs> Give it away. Um. All right. Uh, will we go through the cast and who you liked and who you didn't like? Well, it wasn't huge, the cast. No, not huge. Uh. Sir James. Like. Hi, Jake. Loved. Kenneth Connor. Liked. Let's go back to Hi, Jake. You loved her in this film. Yes. You think she was good in this film? Yes. So I didn't think you really reacted very much to her comic moments. Well, it. it I don't see her having many laugh out loud jokes mm-hmm. but I enjoyed her mm-hmm. without that okay Kenneth Connor you liked yeah Charles Hawtrey liked Esma Cannon I really liked her and I haven't and you haven't previously no no but I liked her in this, this is very much the high point of her career, yeah. career. Uh, Liz Fraser liked uh, Bill Owen yeah uh, Milo O'Shea yeah. you didn't recognise Milo O'Shea no Oh, you were never shown Franco Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet when you were at school? Not no. to recall it. Okay, he was Friar Lawrence in, in that. Okay. Uh, he's also in Barbarella. He's, uh, is he Duran is he Duran in Barbarella? Anyway, um, Judith First as the cantankerous old lady with lots of... Uh, no, no, I just didn't like that bit, so I don't know. Ambrosina Philpott's, I think, one of the best jokes in the whole thing early she's on. She's got out of the coffin. She's got out of the box. Um... She, there wasn't. She didn't do enough for me okay. to it. Uh, Renee Houston has Molly. No, I didn't think much of her. Jim Dale. I liked him. Amanda Barry. I liked her quite a bit. You don't recognise her? I kind of did. She was in Coronation Street for a long time. Well, you know, I never. But not when you watched it. No. Cyril uh, Chamberlain, our old friend. I've never liked him. And uh, Norman Chapel. No. Was all bright. Now, there are now only two people who have been in every Carry On film. Do I have to name them? Who be they? Is it... One of them has a character. Kenneth Connor and Charles Hawtrey. Was Charles Hawtrey in Carry On Cruising? Was he not? No, he was not. Right, so it's Kenneth Connor. Mm-hmm. And is it Sid Cyril? And Cyril Chamberlain. See? <laughs> These are the Carry On legends. Well, These are the mainstays. Well, obviously my opinion of Cyril Chamberlain is not shared by... Everyone. He never gets more than a couple of lines, though, as he no, does. No, that's, that's, that's true. That's true. All right. Uh, airports still use the same font as they were used in 1960. What? When they took the couple to the, the honeymoon couple to the airport, they stopped at a door that said departures, and the font that they used for departures is the same font that is still used in airports today. Well, there you go. That is interesting. That is social history. <laughs> and in fact, there was lots of that in this film. I don't know what town this was filmed in, but if you lived in that town, there were streets up and down it that you'd be like, oh, that used to be this and used to be that. And signs and posters. And there's a Heinz, there's a lot of Heinz cream and tomato soup I quite enjoyed because I like Heinz cream and tomato soup. And you like old stuff. See how I get much more out of these films than you do. You did say it was the same town as we've seen previously. Yeah, that um, housing estate. Yeah. has been in Carry On Constable and Carry On Regardless and will continue to turn up because it's right next to Pinewood because they, they never go anywhere. No. Will we go through your laughs? I'm not sure there wasn't that many. Oh, there was lots. Oh, that's good. Mammoth Fur Sale. <laughs> that was <laughs> good. <laughs> yes. Um, Hotry laughing at Sid James saying, 
they're about as welcome as a wicker seat in a nudist colony. You know what an impression they make. Uh, Liz Fraser saying, if you put me and an old engine next to each other, which one do you think you would start stripping (laughs) down first? Um, Hattie complaining that when she gets in bed, Sid says, where to? (laughs) Um, uh, Oh, good old Michael Ward, a bit part player, um, came out of the cab. Uh, Kenneth Connor found a pearl earring. Is this yours, sir? (laughs) What's tweed? Uh, Esme Cannons, men are only good for one thing and they wouldn't be much good at that without us. Yeah. You're going to clarify that one. Yes. <laughs> I assume that's just things you've heard reported from other people. <laughs> um, what's this? Uh, you haven't asked what Peg's job is. Why is that oh, you know, I did find that funny when he said... Oh no, I'm not. Why would I, I'm not gonna ask. I'm not yeah, gonna I'm ask. She's not gonna tell me. I'm not gonna ask. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was it. Yeah. Um, how are we gonna compete with van cabs? What do you want me to do? Dress you up in tight skirts and falsies? That got a laugh. It did, didn't it? Hattie pretending to be Mrs. Glam. You were in. You were in convulsions. Hattie pretending to be Mrs. Glam. But she was saying. Hello. <laughs> it wasn't just the impression. <laughs> it's the stuff she was saying. I can't remember what it is, but she was good. Uh, when Albright was sent to the house, it was just a shell. <laughs> and then he went, hello! Anyone at home? <laughs> You're laughing at that now. <laughs> it's just the ludicrousy of it. Um, the, uh, oh, when they were basically trying to nobble all of the uh, glam cabs, which mm-hmm. is another thing I want to come back to. Uh, let's talk about it now. Uh, Charles Hawtrey said, "Oh, the, when they discovered that they had, they were that the male cabs were listening into the radio, mm-hmm. and they were sending them to mm-hmm. wrong places." Charles Hawtrey said, "Oh, the thing, the dishonest things that some people all do." Yeah. Now, this is this is my big, this is my big issue. Now, this becomes a big issue with a lot of carry-on films, especially ones that involve work. Actually, you know, current day employment mm-hmm. is they are vehemently anti-union, right? And the union character was set up to be a figure of fun. Um, you know, as you say, the, the, the whole thing about not letting Flo drive the cab, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Now, I accept that that was out of touch with what should have been happening, but he was right. There are rules and workers' rights should be protected, even if those rules aren't right. They should be changed if they're not right, but you know I think he was right to say no, no, you can't have because this is not what we do. Um, but then the heroes, whoever the, the guys who were happy to you know go against that, when they are faced with actual competition from another cab firm, basically the first thing they think it would do is resorting to dirty tricks. Mm-hmm. It's like you know that's that's why you need a union because that's the kind of thing that unions stop happening anyway. Party people broadcast over. Um, uh, what's here? Do you think the union would have stopped that? Well, yeah, because it would have been. This isn't what we're paid to do. Now, I'm not I'm not suggesting they were stopping oh, for the right reasons. Right, I see what you mean. But yes. it's like, hang on, I'm not being paid. That's another working person with yeah. another job. Who you know can? It's not. Okay, it's not us against them. It's us against you, the bosses. Yeah. Okay. Um. They carry their own spares. 
when she had her own Yeah, that was the, funny. Uh, what, did, what was I, that that she was using? Was that a bit of a garter belt or something? It was a suspender All right. belt thing, okay. yeah. Um, the other thing I thought was funny was when the union guy was saying, I like a fight, and you gave up too early, and then he trapped him in the mm-hmm. in the window. <laughs> that was quite funny. Sorry, if I missed mm. out your system. Yeah, no. Just didn't think that was very funny. Um, did little, 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 what have I got here? Like something a caterpillar. Oh, like uh, this was this was when um, Kenneth Connor's character was put into drag. Always good. And he was complaining about the elastic knickers. Yeah. It's like sitting in a catapult. Yes. <laughs> no, I think that was the yeah. So that was the suspender belts. That... Yeah. And also when Kenneth Connor's character had to try to undo a corset. That that got a giggle. Well, because well. he started vibrating with lust. <laughs> with lust. <laughs> yes. Interesting though that these glamorous young ladies, although men, although some of them were wearing very fancy underwear, mm-hmm. they weren't all wearing fancy underwear like what nurses do, as we <laughs> learn and carry on regardless. Maybe they aren't. Carry on much. regardless. Yeah, when so they thought Sid was the. Um, hospital inspector or the surgeon or something, uh, and he was checking them all out, and they were all in very glamorous underwear. Uh, and then <laughs> Paintbot comes in, but that happened every time. Paintbot, well, Paintbot come in, Paintbot when he when he was, was door, yeah. in the office. Yeah. Uh, also, a first um, something to look out for in the future. Uh, Sid James. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah was uh, a big fan, shall we say, of Johnny Walker Whiskey. Mm-hmm. And had a special deal with Johnny Walker Whiskey. Product placement. If you get it placed in his films and TV series, they would supply him with whiskey. And so whenever he has a bottle, although it was never supplied by the car, by the, mm. you know, by the production, somewhere along the line, the bottle that had been supplied would be substituted for a bottle of Johnny Walker. Oh, really? So you've got, when him Sid produces a bottle, see if it's, see if it's Johnny Walker or not. Um, what's this? Something, something. Oh, yes, a, a, an important, I think, public notice, even in this day and age, to vary your route and time when you take money to the bank. Well, yes. Because that's when, that's when they were held up and why they were held up. But it was a bit when Sally said, oh, it's 10.30, time to go to the bank, as you always do. That was a bit of a... <laughs> yeah, info what? dump. The info dump, yeah. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you something that we all know, and I'll even mention the fact that we all know this. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, uh, so who would you carry on with next time, if you were the uh, the old producers? Well, obviously, um, Sid James, Hattie Jakes, Kenneth Carr. Kenneth He's growing on me, by the way. Who? Kenneth Connor. All right. Okay. Uh, Hawtree. Charles Hawtree. Uh, Esme Cannon. Yeah. You've sort of suddenly come into our own. Liz Fraser. No, yeah. Bill Owen. No. You've never liked. Milo Shea. No. 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 None of these. No. Uh, Renee no. Houston. Jim I, Dale. Yes, but that's only because I, I remember him. But was he good anyway? Would you have done it yeah. if you didn't remember him? And she was good. Amanda Barry. Cyril Chamberlain. No. Time for him to go. Have well, been in them all? Maybe he's in all of them. Well, I certainly said it's time for him to go every time we've okay. watched one. And what about Norman Chappell yeah. as Albright? I quite liked him as, as Albright. All right. Are we well, doing the death sweep? Oh, the death sweep. Yes, the death sweep. It's more the, let, let, let's put a positive spin on it. Who do you think is still alive? Uh, huh? Liz Fraser is still alive. 
Huh? Amanda Barry is still alive. And him? And Jim Dealer still alive. Is that the only ones? They are the only ones who are still alive. I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to go forward with my mind and rack my brains to is there ever a film where they're all dead? I don't actually think there is. But uh, you know, our curse might change all of that. Oh that's true. That's true. Yes, our curse might change all of that. Um right. So any other any final final thoughts to have on these? Well, I'm, I'm waiting till you ask me my question, but Uh Well, do we carry on? Yes, of course we do. All right then. Well, I'm going to uh, go out and buy Fiona a fur coat in the hopes of getting my hand on her walnut crackle. <laughs> and uh, but thank you very much for listening. And until next time, when we carry on up the missus one more time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Carry on. Regardless. <laughs>